When he's at his best, in my opinion, he has the skill set to be a real number two. So you might not have a number one. You don't. In, in my opinion, you don't have a number one. But you might have three number twos, which isn't awful in, in today's league. Now, it's not going to necessarily, in my opinion, push you over the top, make you an elite offense and, and get you to contention. But it's better than what a lot, a lot of other teams have in terms of that kind of depth. And Ted, in terms of him feeling his best, I like that contested catch that too. he just made right there. How about some of the blocks? I saw him drop a couple of guys early. I think it was Sprung the second drive of the right game right there. Bang. I mean, he is he's visibly bigger in terms of the muscle that he's put on this offseason, and it's starting to show right there. If they want to use him in the slot, Ted, that, they're going to be asking him to do, to do that kind of stuff. I mean, you're asking Phil and I what we think of this this player, and it's, it's one of our favorite players. And, yeah. and so it was frustrating for us last year just to cover this team. It's Phil Perry and Ted Johnson on NBC Sports Boston the other night. And it's hour number two of Jones and Mego without Arcand. It's a Patriot Monday here at Gillette Stadium. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones will join us in 20 minutes at 3.20. Here on Patriots Monday, we're still uh, hoping Matthew Slater is going to grace us with our presence. Where is Slate? With his presence, I should say. Yeah, well... Unlike him. Maybe he's like me. Maybe he's just... He got a little lost inside Gillette Stadium. Maybe I think he, no, I think he's like me. He doesn't know how to weasel his way out of a meeting. You know? He's putting the late in Slater. Can't, can't stop with the pleasantries. He's putting the late in Slater, says Ryan. Boo. I, uh, I enjoyed it. How about Phil Perry there with the three number twos? Disgusting. Yeah, uh, it's not great. <laughs> and that's not how I feel about the weapons that the Patriots have. You might have three number twos. Yeah, I don't think you do. <laughs> Uh, again, I did. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster. We said this earlier. Mego looked like there was just zero, zero juice there on that reverse. I'm like, oh, okay. Like at least they ran it. At least they tried something. And I guess this goes back to how we were talking to start the show, and we had two primary topics. You guys can weigh in on six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Number one, Bills handling of the game on Saturday night. And I know Matthew Slater has very strong feelings about that. We'll ask him about it. Um. But the idea that the game was suspended, joint practices have been suspended, how do you feel about that as a fan? Uh, the game, I really don't mind. The joint practices, to me, are a little bit more of a gray area because I think the team is going to lose something without them. And it's not like I'm, I'm kicking and screaming and yelling at Bill and saying he's wrong and how could he do this, how could he... But it's just, I do think the team needs all the reps they can get. And even though I liked some of what I saw on Saturday, which is the other portion of our discussion, you know, the, the progress that they made, they look competent, they look Patriots-like on offense. Even though I liked all of that, it's like, I still think they need more reps, and I still think they would get something out of these joint practices. So, fine, they're canceled. And fine, you're not going to do that this week. You'll still play the game this weekend. But I think you're going to lose a little something on the field when the team, again, needs all the help and all the reps that they can get. So, that's all. I'm not saying Bill's the bad guy or Bill made the, the wrong decision. But I just do think there's a consequence to canceling those joint practices, which are supposedly, according to every beat writer, Bill Belichick himself will tell you are super, super valuable. Absolutely. One thing that I was thinking about uh, looking at that particular play call for Juju Smith-Schuster, how creative do you think this offense is going to be from Bill O'Brien? Because part of my knee-jerk reaction to the stuff that I liked that I saw on Saturday was just, oh my God, look. Kendrick Bourne's in motion again. And at one point, I think I said aloud, that is the slowest motion I've ever it seen. It was not <laughs> was like, moving quickly. Is, no. is Kendrick tired? What is happening? Uh, 
But it's like these the RPOs, the motion before the snap, just things that you're used to seeing from a Patriots offense, which is what you keep calling it. But it can I guess is your trust level, is your expectation high for Bill O'Brien to look at all these different pieces in terms of the pass catchers, the weapons, and use them in a way that best elevates all of them? Or is it are we looking at a situation where it's well, we still haven't really figured out who Tyquan Thornton is, but we want him to work because he's a second-round pick. And meanwhile, we've got, uh, you know, Demario Douglas, who's a rookie and in the sixth round, and we're not going to play him until week four or week five because of those things versus Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, I hear you on Do that. Do you think, I guess when I look at the joint practices, I go, have they had enough time to really suss out who they are? And I understand that a team isn't going to know who they are until maybe – almost halfway through the season know ex- like really who their identity is but you don't really have that luxury because of the way that your schedule starts out and the division that you're in so I just look at it and I go we've been hearing so often that it seems like they're ahead of schedule in this preseason and I'm kind of worried okay are we going to be able to work out you know some of the the identity stuff on offense and the creativity being able to then leverage I guess like you know, punch above your weight class maybe for some of the talent that you have. Yeah, there. and and look, again, I hear you on that. Maybe there's some of that with the scheme. That's been my fear. You know, that has been my fear is are they too reliant on scheme? And is that going to work in 2023? Uh, the other piece, again, is that I did like how it looked. And it wasn't perfect. It was a mixed bag on Saturday night. I thought Mac left a few throws out on the field. But I also thought there was motion and movement and freedom at the line of scrimmage for Mac Jones that you just didn't see last year. You certainly didn't see it in the preseason a year ago. And so that, to me, was a promising development. But I do want to check myself and just say, are we getting ahead of ourselves, Mego, by giving this team way too much credit and getting way too excited over something that's so basic and so simplistic? And that's where I catch myself. I'm like, yeah, it looked better. It should look like this. This is how normal, not even good offenses, this is how normal offenses in the NFL look. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with you there. I'm curious because we haven't touched on the defense at all. I did not think the defense was great. I was really underwhelmed by the defense overall. Look, I think that a lot of the plays that they were able to execute on were more about, and this might be a Patriot way, jumping on, literally jumping on the mistakes that the Packers offense was making, that Jordan Love was making. And it may be like, okay, in some instances, you're forcing someone like Josh Uche to kind of play a different style than he usually plays because you're just trying to get these different reps out there for guys. Um, But I I was a little underwhelmed by that. Okay, well, it's Patriots Monday here on WEEI. It's Jones and Mego at Gillette Stadium. There it is. You know what that means. That means it's Matthew Slater, Patriot special teams captain, joining us on the Harbor One hotline. What's going on, Matthew? Good afternoon, guys. I love that Zap and Roger you got playing there. Well, that's that's what uh, our producer Ryan has been telling us. That's uh, that's a special that's a special <laughs> intro for you, uh, just for you. There so we, we go. We, we played a clip from you earlier today, uh, Matthew. Uh, basically saying, and I'm paraphrasing here, you were proud of Belichick and his handling of the suspended game on Saturday night. Why? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think it was it was clear to me that he was prioritizing, obviously, that first and foremost, the health of Isaiah and his well-being. And then he, he was taking into consideration how the events that unfolded the other night impacted everyone on our football team. And I think he, he really prioritized the player health and safety and, you know, understand the situation, um, the time of year, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, really – Really, really thankful for how he handled that entire situation. 
Matthew, how did the team react when you found out that these joint practices in Tennessee were canceled and that you're going to be staying in Foxborough for most of the week? Yeah, I think everyone agreed with Coach's decision. Um, certainly we had a, a long trip to Green Bay and it was getting ready to be extended even further with our travel to Nashville. And, you know, considering everything that happened last week, um, he felt it was best for the team. And, and I think the guys uh, were in agreement with that. So we'll take advantage of the time we have back here at home and, and being able to be in, an, in a different routine here at home. And we'll have a good week and then we'll go, I'm sure, have a very competitive game against uh, Tennessee. You've been outspoken about player safety and, and sometimes the hypocrisies of the NFL. Uh, what do you feel the relevance is of joint practices in 2023? Well, look, I, look, I'm trying to be optimistic here. I, I do understand that you get an opportunity to go and compete against uh, different athletes, different teams, different schemes, and there's value in that. But if you're honest with yourself and you look at what happens during these joint practices, you see a lot of fighting, which I don't think is good for anyone. And, you know, the the level of intensity, you know, it's not a game, but it, it's close to it. So, uh, I think it's a double-edged sword, if we're honest. Every year, we're talking about the fighting. My dad started a fight in joint practices against the Chargers when he was playing. So this is not a new thing. I mean, this is this has been going on for decades. Um, so you know, we, we've got to find a way to do this more effectively. Uh, I think I've been outspoken enough. I don't I don't need to go on a rant today, but um, you know, we got to. We've got to find a way to do this. We got to find a way to do this effectively while prioritizing, you know, the health and safety of our players. On the flip side of that, it seems like this team has had really good energy all through the off season into training camp into preseason, just from what we're able to glean. How much of that do you feel comes from the leadership in the quarterback room? And how do you see Mac Jones entering his third year as a leader? with the off-field components of all of that? Yeah, well, you know, to your, the first part of your question, I, I do feel like the energy has been great. And, you know, I think that's a reflection of kind of the youth and exuberance of this football team. We're a young football team, and uh, guys are bringing a lot of good juice. They enjoy what they're doing. They're experiencing new things. We're, we're forging forward and, and forging a new identity. And I think that, that joy and, and energy is great for our football team. I think that's going to be one of the calling cards of this football team. And in terms of, of Mac, obviously he's embraced his role as a leader from the time he's gotten here. Uh, it goes without saying when you're the, the quarterback of a football team, uh, leadership is a part of your role. And I think he's done a great job of just being himself. Um, you know, a lot of people have expectations and uh, thoughts and opinions on how, the quarterback should lead, especially the quarterback here in New England. But I think he's done a great job of just embracing his role, being himself, and uh, and trying to lead to his strengths. And, and certainly we need that. And you know, I think it's been you know a lot of positives from him and a lot of the other leader, young leaders on our football team. Is there anything in particular that you see different about his approach? Uh, any growth that you may have seen just in the way that you see him talking to players and going through practices? Well, look, I, I think as you 
as you spend more time in this league, especially in one place, you have a better understanding of the pulse of the building. You have a better understanding of the people whom you're working with. And you just mature as a person off the field. And certainly that's been the case with him uh, as he moves forward into his third year. And that'll continue to be the case as you get older in this league. I hope every player grows and matures. So, I mean, I think that's been reflected in his leadership. It's hard to really pinpoint out an example off the top of my head, but but certainly see the growth as a person uh, reflected in the way he leads on the field. All right, he is Patriots special teams captain Matthew Slater. Uh, high compliments from Bill Belichick today, by the way. I don't know if you heard it with the Greg Hill Show this morning on WEEI. Uh, but, Matthew, we look forward to talking to you all football season long, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Matthew Slater, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline here on a Patriots Monday at Gillette Stadium. He's one of our two Patriots guests that we'll have every Monday. The other, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. He joins us right after trending with Ryan Garvin.